So I think we're going to try and get back into it. What does that mean? Here's my recap. Laura thought we were going to talk about gratitude journaling and gratitude. She realized that she had more uh, discomfort with the topic than she was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So Keith tried to help bring her back to zero. (laughs) Yeah. And then she meandered to talk about how she handles stress with things like breathing exercises, PQ reps, and sleep stories to help with insomnia. And now we're back to where do we go from here? Hey, Laura. Hey, Keith. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Let's see what happens. Okay. Never know with us. Yeah. So, Keith, what have you been up to this week? Let's see. We went to the live shows for How Did This Get Made, the podcast about bad movies uh, with Paul Shear, Jason Manzoukas, June Diane Raphael. They're amazing. Yeah. It's so funny. And uh, like I said, I, I, I try to use comedy, and we both do. We both love stand-up. We both love comedy as a way to kind of relax right what i'm laughing because you're like what do you want to watch what show do you want to watch i'm like comedy yeah and you're like okay because like, oh, like, okay. i know all the comedy in the world right no well it's surprising to me because i'm <laughs> like oh sweet i'm like i love watching stand-up you do kind of have to check in with me though because you're like do you think this is even funny because i just sit there with no laughs yeah i don't know why you don't even say that's so funny you don't even do that i don't I just sit there and take it in like a sponge. I'm like chuckling (laughs) or giggling. Oh, you giggle the whole time. You're like snorting. So anyway, so we went to the live recordings, or I went to both shows, went with my buddies Ty and Eric to the Friday night show, and then with you and my sister to the Saturday night show. Yes. Friday night show, about maybe 20 minutes into the show, all the hosts were talking about something, and we're like, no, no, the audience is like, no, it's this, it's this satellite. and Paul looks right at me from the stage and he comes off the front of the stage, puts a mic in my face and is like, all right, tell us. What's your name? Tell us. And I'm like, oh. Did you pee your pants? No, but I... I thought you might be so excited I you did. Definitely sounded less articulate than I would care to because I did not... Like, it's a dream, right? Like, like in the back of your head going, you're like... Because there's, there's audience participation. There's a Q&A section where the audience... It gets to ask a question like, well, what, what do you guys think of this? Uh, you know, and you try to be funny and you try to be a little witty or like, and I'm like, oh, I don't have a great question. I don't know what to talk about. You know, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm just going to enjoy the show. And uh, humble brag, I got front row tickets. Like we were in the front row. Is that humble? No. I was being ironic. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's all that was available when I went to buy tickets. So we got lucky and they wouldn't let me buy two seats because it would have left one empty. So we got three. <laughs> so it, was, it all worked out. It was fun. But Paul came shooting off the front of the stage and put the mic in my face. And I was just like, Tyler and Eric and I were just like, we're loving it. It was so much fun. Like my face hurt and my stomach hurt from laughing and smiling like two hours straight. And then we did it again Saturday night uh, it, for a different movie that they they did, which I thought was very appropriate because we got, was it Ion and Ion? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it was a Christmas movie. It was though. a Christmas movie from like Ion, not not even Hallmark or Lifetime. I actually liked it. I know you cry. I cried at the end. I cried at almost every Hallmark movie. Oh my word! Hallmark it wasn't Christmas. even the end. There was a good twenty minutes left, and you're. I'm like, are you crying? You're yes. Like, you're like, yes. I'm like, oh jeez. I mean, how like, can you not? Everything works out. Everything comes together the way you always wanted it to. That is when my face leaks. Yeah. So. It was fun. It was a good experience. I hope I hope my my rambling on the mic at the show makes the edit for the podcast. And if not, we'll come back and we'll edit this out so that the cone of silence remains <laughs> uh, for for how did this get made? But uh, yeah, so that's that's just I was like 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 I said, I was buzzing. You know, I was I was excited to go, and then I was excited there. I was excited on the way back. Then I got to do it again. and So I know you're a huge fan of how did this get made. Now, I've I've watched, listen to a couple, like Jack Frost. I made you, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or like some weird Apple one. I the, don't even know. Do you, the, the Apple. The Apple. <laughs> it's an it's alle- very strange. It's, it's, it's like a, a Bible, cult. It's a Bible allegory. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So I haven't watched tons, or like Ski, ski School? Yeah, I made you watch yeah, Ski yeah, School. Yeah, you made me watch that too. <laughs> Not the best films. No. But... After we went to the show, was it early this week? Yeah. We watched Drop Dead Fred. So whoever hasn't watched Drop Dead Fred, it's very disturbing and also very amazing. Well, they showed, because at at How Did This Get Made, they showed a little short, because Drop Dead Fred was filmed in the Twin Cities. Yeah, it was. So anyway, because I I couldn't remember if I'd seen the movie when I was younger. I watched that all the time, and watching it as a 40-year-old? Is very disturbing, actually. There's a lot going I'm on. I'm not trying to recreate how did this get made, but I will say I am Team Fred. And I I realize I'm Team Fred also. <gasps> yes. Yeah. You were Team Sanity before, but I now you're I Team Fred. I thought I was, because I don't think, I thought I had seen the movie, and it seemed to make sense, like, listening to the episode, but now, <laughs> seeing the movie as a 40-something, the movie's better if you're Team Fred. Totally is. And I will say one of the things I completely forgot is that Carrie Fisher has a houseboat. And it wasn't a houseboat, it was a house ferry. It, it was, was a house ferry. It was a ferry boat. It was a river ferry. Yeah. <laughs> it was a river I boat. mean, of course she would have a, a river ferry. So that was great. That was the highlight. I digress. That was that was the highlight of my last week. And it was a parents' night out for us. We got to go to a nice dinner with my sister. Oh my a, goodness. A great steakhouse that she recommended. We just we kind of did it up. It was expensive, but it was worth it. We we don't do that very much. No, I love when I can go to a restaurant and order a steak and have it come out the way I ordered it. When I say medium, it comes out medium. I'm like, you had me at how you cooked it. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it. <laughs> you had was, me at hello. No, that's not right. I, that's a different movie. Just <laughs> <laughs> another. So I got the surf and turf because I wanted to try a little bit of everything. And can I ask you a question? Were you a little disappointed it came with one scallop and one shrimp? Yeah, but I also was pretty sure the way it was worded. I'm like, oh, I think I get a shrimp and a scallop. <laughs> so I have like, to say, my like Applebee's brain. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like came in, I was like, "What do you mean?" Or my like Red Lobster brain came yeah, in, I was like, yeah. "What do you mean you don't get a side of seven to ten shrimp?" Right, right, and yeah. seven to eight, and like an admiral, whatever it's called, admiral's feast. Yeah, right. the thing that I can't order ever again as a a forty something. No, <laughs> like, my body just can't handle it, and in and, and rightfully so. 
That's that but is true. The fact that the scallop was cooked to perfection and the shrimp was cooked exactly how it should have been, and same with the steak. Uh, if I'm gonna have that stuff, I want it to be done the best way. And it was it, done and it was really worth it. well. Yeah, and the old fashions. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were good. Yeah, not as good at, at at like a true supper club. They weren't well. The Wisconsin way, right? Brandy old fashioned. Right, it wasn't a brandy old. It fashion. wasn't a brandy old fashioned. <laughs> So that was the only like demerit I give them. No, demerit. demerit. It was elevated. It was, they elevated, elevated the old fashioned. Yes. Come on. How was it elevated? Well, the cherries were amazing. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what they're called. Your sister knew, though. But I was like, whoa, these cherries are actually good. They're really, I mean, they were, I don't even know. They All were right. good. We're rambling about stuff that nobody cares about. All right. Yeah. So what are we, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, gosh. So. I thought I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. I had, so I went to this weekend, a workshop all on journaling. Mm -hmm. I've been reading John Acuff's book, All It Takes is a Goal. It's got a big highlighter in the front. It's his new book that just came out. It talks about best moments, right? Exactly. What are your best moments? And so I thought, okay, so, so I think it might make a lot of sense to talk about journaling and specifically gratitude journaling because your best moments, that's what John Acuff says. Uh, What are those small moments, those big moments, those experiences, those people that really you're thankful for? And then the workshop I was a part of about journaling and how to be a good journaler and just to journal talked about uh, gratitude journaling and how do you know when you're doing gratitude journaling how do you battle uh, fake ass gratitude i love i love the verbiage they use in this right? this group you're part it. of i it's love so it funny. it's amazing it's an interesting contrast between like because like you kind of have your little group <laughs> no yeah. sorry yeah, yeah. you have your group yeah my ladies yep and where yep. and where you're doing so, such similar work that i'm doing in like my space and in my groups. Yeah. And and we talk about such similar things, but then like I get to yeah. hear like the way they say stuff and it's like it's 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 fun. I I, I love I, I love it. So the title uh over so the whole area, so they engage with a lot of John Acuff stuff. Um and I so, love that by the way. Yeah, I do too. They're yeah, he's yeah, they're um thickest thieves. But uh, best moments list is in was in this workshop for me. But the title over it, it's not just the big shit. (laughs) And so, I mean, it's really talking about how do you be thankful, not just for the big momentous things, but the small things, too. Uh, So I thought it might be interesting to talk about gratitude journaling because and the reason why. Uh, So bear with me on this. But the reason why is it seems like it should be something that's a really easy concept. That you have things that you're grateful for, that you want to capture. It's a really great practice. It brings your energy up, right? But I really struggle with gratitude journaling. And it's not because I'm not grateful for things. I'm so happy and grateful for my life and my family and the, you know, my experiences. But I find it like really a struggle. I end up just like basically doing like a bulleted list and it doesn't feel very meaningful to me. I don't know. Do you ever do like, do you ever spend time doing uh, journaling all around gratitude? 
Like just n- focus on that? Um, not really. Uh, the only time I've really done it is part of like the five minute journal, I think, where it's like just three things, like list three things that you're grateful for. And so I, so I get what you're saying because for me, it, it's been, so say I'm trying to cram that in, right? I'm trying to journal. I'm trying to do all the things, right? Like that we've talked about where I'm like, I, I want this practice, right? This daily practice where I journal and I get up and I get my morning walk in and I have a good breakfast and I, you know, get my coffee and I do my writing, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so part of that is part of me doing that before was the five minute journal. I'm like, oh, that'll be a good way for me. It's supposed to be quick and a good way to form a habit. And I would end up writing like <laughs> you, child one, child two. Those are the three things I'm grateful for. And so Aww. it wasn't. You can't argue with that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so I could dig a little deeper. Right. But like, and some days I would write all three of you on the same line and I would write, I would like write like trios of things because it got easier to think of more things the more I did it. But I do think there's, there was room for me to maybe dig into it a little more and, and be a little more articulate, but also it doesn't need to be more than that possibly to me. You know, maybe it doesn't. Um, so John Acuff's book, the thing that I'm really interested in, and I haven't done this yet, yeah. Um, but I want to, is really starting to dig in and making uh, a best moments list. And so, yeah, I got to that. Did part, you get to that part? But I haven't done it yet either. But I've been thinking of some things like getting Paul Shear in my face with a microphone, asking me to answer a question that the like the audience was trying to respond to. Like that's like that would be like a best moment. Like that's an experience, right? Right. And then I I had some other ones like like that came to mind before I did it. Like we met Elvis Costello a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met Metallica at mm-hmm. their book signing. Did you know Metallica? Is coming back to U.S. Bank Stadium. No. They're going to come back to U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh Uh-oh. No, I guess I might have to go to this time. Dun-da-da. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. So, anyway. uh, I did start thinking of some things, but I do want to sit down and make that list and then see where it breaks out. Because that was what was really interesting. I don't remember all the categories. I don't know if you do. There was, like, experiences, people. and, and Experiences, people, objects, and, oh, I'm forgetting, achievements. Yeah. And so it, those are the four. I think that would be kind of telling an interesting way of seeing myself that I haven't really thought of before of like, what do I actually give weight to? Um, and I'm like, and I think he, he said, he's like, not so many objects for me. And I'm like, oh my, if you've seen my room, I have a lot of objects, like totems <laughs> and stuff, it'll, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see when I actually do the exercise. Anyway, I feel like I kind of interrupted, uh, feel like you should put on like the little like in between music for about five minutes and have us do it and come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just everybody take a, a five minute journal break here. Five minute journal break. You make your list. We'll make ours. <laughs> just kidding. You know, it's interesting is you're talking a lot about the experiences is what you were sharing. Mm-hmm. And the things when I think about what are on my best moments list or greatest moments list. I think about spending time in the garden when the kids were little and, you know, planting sunflowers. You That's know. an experience, right? Or a relationship because it's with, with the kids. Oh, is that one of the things? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. People or whatever. That's, yeah. what, that's what I called it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or I, gotcha. um, I will say one is, and I don't know what this would be, but that first cup of coffee 
during the, my morning routine. The Royale. <laughs> the Royale. That's, all, I, that's <laughs> what Brian Koppelman calls it. I got that mug. that He, he released a mug for it, too. Yeah. I haven't called it the Royale, but, I do. but you do. But that, I, I think that first sip of coffee is just, mm, there's just something about it. It's so Are good. Are you calling that a relationship or an experience? <laughs> <laughs> both? Yeah, there you go. No, I don't know. Both. Probably. Yeah. I, yes. When you think about things you're grateful for, are there small things that people may not even think about or think is enough? Do you ever have that thought of, I'm grateful for this, but maybe it's not something that's big enough or worthy enough to be grateful for? I don't know if I'm making sense. Well, if you give some examples, possibly it might help me think, but again, we think differently. True. (laughs) So um, I'm sure I notice things that I, I know I notice a lot of things but then I just kind of let it go and like brush it aside and don't actually hold it. It's like, so it's like when I'm always asking you, well, well, what do you like? Somebody asked me this question about myself. Like somebody's asking me to answer something about me and I'll come to you and I'll be like, well, what should I say? <laughs> it's because I'm like, I, there's, it's something, there's something similar. I think where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm just not used to talking about myself a lot, even though we're on a podcast, but. But so I'm sure there's like a with that same thing. I I feel like there's probably a layer of things that I notice, but I don't really notice it. So what are you thinking about, or like what made you think of that? You know, I'm just thinking about like a thing. <laughs> I don't know. So if I'm journaling, so this morning I was journaling, mm-hmm. and uh, I ran a across a quote. That has started to resonate with me. And so it's from The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. So the quote is, you've always had the power, my dear. You've had it all along. It's by Glinda in The Wizard of Oz. That has been resonating with me because sometimes you forget when you're on your journey that you are on your path and that you have learned more, that you are further along and you have everything you need to be successful, you just somewhat need to get out of your own way and believe in your own internal power to do what it is you want to do yeah, and achieve what it is you want to achieve. And anyway, so when I was thinking about things that I'm grateful for that maybe aren't big enough, I was really grateful. I was sitting there and I was journaling and I decided I was going to start doodling and I don't doodle that often, but sometimes yeah. I do. But I was really grateful that I had um, different color pens and yeah. highlighters nearby. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so small, right? Yeah, but it just it's enjoyable, right? It brings joy. Yeah. It have, made me smile. I go, yeah. oh, I'm gonna Like you and I find joy in things like uh, a new set of pens because it makes the act of what we're doing, what we're using them for more enjoyable for me anyway. I think gratitude and joy are, are pretty pretty much connected. Yeah. So one thing uh, that John Acuff was saying is that he's grateful for or one of his um, best moments list is, uh, what was it? It's something about having like big shrimp. <laughs> it's about anytime anybody has to cook with prawns, he's like super excited. <laughs> and that's like one of his best moments. Yeah, that's funny. I was actually thinking, yeah, I like shrimp. Yeah, you do. So good. I do. Prawns are even better. That's what. That's how I spent our our vacation in Mexico. 
<laughs> uh, I, I was on the hunt for every every place. If they had a shrimp taco, I ordered the shrimp taco. Yes, you did. <laughs> and that's a that's kind of that was a fun little treasure hunt. Luckily, they were everywhere for the most part. <laughs> I know you were shrimp tacos. Child one was chicken strips everywhere, and child two was cheeseburgers everywhere. Yep, definitely, definitely kids. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever feel? I just feel so jaded on this topic and I don't know why. So you're feeling a lot of, I feel like you're feeling a lot of pressure to, to get gratitude, right? Yes, that's it. <laughs> because I, what I was going to say, what I was going to say, and then I felt very, um, maybe like I should not say it. Self-conscious. Yeah. Is you ever feel like you should be putting things on a list for gratitude, but with the caveat, like, well, it should be on here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I, I I think a lot of people understand where you're coming from. I think there's something too of it's it's not the same as, but it's like the opposite of like, well, what do I have to complain about? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like it's not quite the same, but you know what I mean? Like that it's there's like a similar but or opposite feeling of, well, you know, I, I'm doing all right. And so I wonder if it's it's like feeding into that that part of us that we'll just weather any storm because we have to just do it. We have to get it done kind of thing. And then if we're showing gratitude, it's like a, a dissonance of, but I'm really not happy, but I do have to get it done. Or so I, I just feel like there's like, there's a dissonance happening there and I'm not quite sure how to pinpoint it, but yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe he's, it, it might be a little different for me where I feel I think you named it pretty well for me. I feel like it has to be a certain caliber and super specific or oh, so. Okay. So here, here's, I, I don't know if I'm there yet, but mm. so, you know, when um, kids are little or when the boys were, were in like kindergarten and stuff, mm -hmm. we'd make around this time of year, we'd make turkeys, right? You'd have their hand, you'd put it down, and then for each one of the fingers would be a feather or something like that. And you'd write something you're thankful for, for Thanksgiving, right? Gobble, gobble. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think it was child one. I could be wrong, but it was kind of like he just wrote, like, he said it straight. Like, he's thankful for food. He's thankful for games. He's thankful for his family. And he's thankful for Christmas, wasn't it that? Something like that, yeah. I think it was, and I'm thankful for Christmas. But, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, it just like completely cut to the chase on that. Mm. Where sometimes I feel like that's too simple and too honest. Yeah. Well, Why am well, I trying so hard to get it right? Right. And well, and it's so funny because you and I do that, but for different things. Yeah. Like you're doing it for something like gratitude or... Or how do I do it? I'm a really grateful person. That's why it kills me that yeah. I like I just let my mind get in my way. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. So do you do a daily or a weekly gratitude ever? Or is this just a new thing that you're like, oh, this would be a good exercise for me to start incorporating? Yeah. I thought it would be a good thing to start incorporating. Um, I do every day. So one of the prompts that I use does say, what are you grateful for today? Mm -hmm. um, 
Just like I said, right? Just like, what you I, said. And I would usually say like my family. Yep. Sometimes I would say like music, books, and movies, like it's sim- simple things. But I think just the, the exercise of just acknowledging something and, and not feeling like it had to be perfect is just, I'm going to do this and I have another chance of being thankful tomorrow or grateful or whatever. But Yeah. And and it's a if it if it's feeling too simple to me it was, it was a signal to start paying more attention because kind of like what you were saying earlier is like are there like little things that you just kind of notice and I'm like, I mean maybe maybe to me like if I see like the sun shining in a certain way and casting a shadow like on my walk, <laughs> the the sun was casting a shadow across some a fence posts and the shadows lined up perfectly with where they marked on the pavement the spray paint line to where the post should go mm-hmm. and i just kind of stopped and i stood there and i looked at it and i'm like how how could they spray paint in a straight line that would line up with the way the sun would cast a shadow and the fact that i would show up here at the certain time of day that that happens and see it and so to me that felt like a little bit of like a gratitude or or like a joy or like a little bit of awe so I'd notice little things like that sometimes, but then I just kind of let it go. But like that one's kind of stayed with me. Yeah, there are those moments. Do you, I find, huh, what's interesting, what's coming to my mind is I think a lot about nature when I think of those moments, like the one you just described. It's, it's a little bit like, I think this is all connected, but it's like, it's a little bit of wonder and joy and thankfulness is similar to gratitude. So, um. I think it's all something to take note of and to even you're saying like, Oh, I'm going to journal about this. It's kind of a good way to hold yourself to noticing more. And I think it can be that simple and it's okay. And you don't have to judge what you're noticing, but the fact that you're working on noticing more and noticing more positive things, it's probably really good for your, (laughs) yourself to experience that. Yeah. Again, I mean, I think it raises your, your energy, your mood. Yeah. So I think the thing I'm thinking about is I thought this would be an easier thing to talk about than it is. And I'm not sure why, if I'm getting stuck in my own way, or, I mean, to be perfectly honest, maybe there's a part of me that, this is going to sound so bad, but I don't feel like I feel like I'm a really grateful person and I know it in my core. So why do I need to do the exercise of writing it down? Does that make sense? (laughs) It's weird though, because there's a resistance there. Yeah. But again, I love so much of what is my life and Mm -hmm. who's in my life and how we show up for each other. Yeah. So that's where I'm, I'm perplexed maybe a little bit. Does it just feel like a little self-indulgent because you you're just grateful for what you already have or or why would you constantly write down things that you're like thankful for or maybe or you know maybe this is what it is maybe this is it so the script that always runs in my head is that you have a lot on your plate your schedule is full there's a lot going on blah 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 sorry you didn't need the blahs and because of that I am so grateful for everything people do 
most part, (laughs) in my life and in my work life. But I don't always have the brain space and wherewithal to officially send a thank you note, officially remember to send the email or remember to send a thank you email or letter or card or a phone call when I'm in a place where I can actually do those things, right? I think of them when I'm driving. I think of them um, in the shower, you know, like times when I don't, I don't have the means or the ability to, and I think I'm letting myself off the hook a little bit because I know that there's always time in your day where you can peel back time you're spending on social time you're spending puzzling or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and perhaps spending time reminding myself of why I'm grateful for things in my life. Maybe you're right. Maybe I feel a little like it's self-indulgent because what I should be doing is what I genuinely want to do, but don't have or haven't made. It's a better way to say it. Haven't made the space or dedicated time to let others know how thankful I am. So why would I spend time journaling on gratitude (laughs) for me when I can't show up for others and do that? I feel like I should do that before I Right. Well, pat myself on like, yeah, okay. you should be thankful for this. I'm going down a rabbit no, hole. No, no, no. Here we go. All right. So down. <laughs> so I've talked about this before, and I think you agree. You need to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. And if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to have the capacity to take care of others. And so thinking about gratitude for your situation, if that's filling your cup, keep doing it. And on the other hand, if you feel like you're lacking and you're you're seeking to share gratitude, start doing it. And there's no right way. Like only you know what's going to feel right. And you, I know you'll be like, oh, I, I should have said that differently, or da da da. It's like whatever, because that. And I mean, that's the the morning journaling. That's for me to talk about what I'm grateful for. And then once a week on Thursdays is a time where a lot of people in purple space are sharing their gratitude for others and thanking them. And so it's a, it's, it's about the same thing, but it's a different practice, right? It's almost kind of a digital reminder to, to take that gratitude and focus it outward. And, and I don't do it every single Thursday Hmm. because it is a little daunting but it's, a, it's another way of showing up for people. And, right. But so maybe if you're not feeling it, it's like, well, how can you show up for yourself so that you have the energy to show up for others? Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, right. Maybe, maybe this, this week you needed to take a warm bath for an hour and, you know, take care of you, pamper yourself. And then maybe tomorrow you're like rejuvenated and you're like, okay, I'm going to, oh yeah, I'm going to send this to that person or, you know? Yeah. I, but there is a distinction between gratitude for what you have and then showing gratitude for what others are generously showing up and, and providing for you. That I didn't I didn't quite realize that until you started spinning. Yeah. <laughs> Thankful but, spin. But I think there is something where you want to do them both right. <laughs> I do. Well And if it feels hard then it's okay to just take a breath and be like, okay, it can, I can, I'll think about that tomorrow. Or maybe I just start with a turkey. 
mm-hmm. put my hand on my journaling page and just come up with five simple words <laughs> for me. So for me, it's easy to think of what am I grateful for? What am I thankful for? It might take me a few minutes one day, like when you're first starting. But the harder thing for me is showing that gratitude to others, or it used to be. Now it's a little more, uh, it's what I've decided to do is I'm, I'm here to show up. And it gets easier the more you practice showing up for others to show gratitude. But we're dynamic people and things change. And, you know, like you said, like, I don't know. Well, did you say that? Like, you're busy. <laughs> you have a lot going on. And, and you think of things in the shower or in the car and in opportune and times. times. I, I think the other thing, and maybe... I don't want, and this isn't necessarily because I can call BS on myself. So if I have fake gratitude in my journal, I can be like, you're really not grateful for, mm, I'm trying to think what. Why would you ever write down fake gratitude? Because you feel like you should be thankful for it. In your own journal? I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) you're just posturing for yourself. Aren't you? Do you ever do that? Uh, not, do you show up 100% authentic all the time to yourself in written word? Honestly, that's what I think journaling is for. I do too. So, yeah, we don't need to get into this authentic talk again. Or but genuine. Or whatever whatever term. Whatever synonym. My journaling is where I show up authentically, and that's not for anybody else. Now, I don't know why I would... <laughs> I no, I'm I I do I understand what you're saying, but I wouldn't write down things I'm not grateful for to like trick myself into thinking I'm being grateful. That that's a bridge too far for me. <laughs> do you so the reason why I'm asking, okay, so maybe we don't hide from ourselves entirely and journaling and things we're grateful for. Oh, I'm sure no, about, but but I'm sure I do I know I hide from myself intentionally. sometimes. Mm, yeah. And so I mean, sometimes you have to like, tell yourself, like, okay, this is what we're doing. You need to hold yourself accountable. Right, or aspire and, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I think maybe one thing, and this is me being a little vulnerable, is when it comes to showing gratitude officially. And so this is, the, like, my leadership hat on. Because I genuinely do feel so grateful and thankful mm-hmm. for everything everyone's willing to do, how they're willing to show up, how they're going above and beyond, how they're just working so hard and doing great work. I've been at institutions where thank yous from the leader meant nothing Mm. because those thank yous were the exact same thank you from the year before for the exact same event. And they were just copy and pasted. Mm. Right. Or a leader was so mean during a process and so condescending and shaming you and not being supportive at all. And then throwing a little thank you party. You're like, I don't want you, I don't want your apology popcorn. And so I, I don't know, I'm sounding really jaded right now. And I'm not a jaded person, but I feel like there is this, um, I don't like fake gratitude. So maybe I'm holding myself back because I don't want, here comes the people pleaser, right? Or the, I care what people think, but I don't want people to think that I'm just copying and pasting and using AI to do these thank you notes and there's no meaning or generosity behind my gratitude. What is wrong with me? 
you're a people pleaser and you need to remember that you cannot control how other people react. <laughs> Gosh, that's a hard one. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get over that. Right. Like, it's out of your control how people determine your intent, right? Right. You decide how you're going to show up. Other people get to decide how they interpret how you show up. So, okay. So I know you've listened to this and um, I'm going to talk about work again because today we, we had a meeting and um, somebody brought a, a kind of a reflection. So we do a reading or a, a little lesson or engagement, but the reflection today was Brene Brown um, about, uh, I think it's Dare to Lead. Okay. It was it was after her first um, TED Talk. Okay. And it was a TED Talk on basically everyone is showing up to, I don't know if it's judge you, but basically to tell you whatever it is they want to think. It was interesting because she said after I, I was famous after the TED Talk, Mm-hmm. Right. She's, she basically said, I spent my entire life trying to be small. So people didn't notice me. Mm-hmm. And my husband and my therapist, I think it was therapist, said, do not read the comments. And she's like, so naturally I read the comments. Yep. And the comments were all about how her body looked. Oh, I remember her. Right. All these different things. This, yeah. And what was fascinating at the end of that, just to get to the point of what made me think of it, at the end of it, she said... The rule is, if you're going to be in the arena, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. Then she also said, and if those that are making comments and giving you feedback aren't in the arena too, I don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not in here doing the work and getting the you know what kicked out of you, your comments and feedback are not worth my time. Mm -hmm. That might be a little strong, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So are you, after hearing that, are you going to take that? and integrate it into how you go about your day, realizing that nobody but you is in the position that you're in. Yeah, I say about 95% of my day, I can do that. And then there's 5% where it's that, it's the imposter, right? Coming in and be like, no, no, hold on. So Not so fast. So this is maybe, I was thinking this earlier, like maybe that's what, the gra- practice of gratitude is about is another way of getting you back to zero, right? That I that idea. Um, remember when we were listening to Stephen Tobolowsky a lot? His oh, podcast. Oh gosh, I love that. Tobolowsky files. Great stories, but he's got huh. one where he's talking about because he's an actor and how an actor needs to get back to zero to, to reshoot a scene. And so that's how I think about you know if I'm energized or I'm depleted. You know, and that, and then that combines with like Seth's Icarus deception, right? Like, don't fly too high, but don't fly too low, right? We always hear about the don't fly too high or you'll get burned, but we forget about, well, if you hold yourself down too far, you're going to drown, right? And so yeah. I'm always thinking of it's a balancing act, right? Like, because you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, and you're going to have to learn how to shift and balance. And it's an active practice. And that more balanced zero to me is where I, I want to spend more of my time in the middle of my, my demeanor and, and, and how, I, how I am when I'm getting input so that I can have more time to react to if it's elevating me or if it's depleting me. And so I'm, I'm thinking that 
part of like a, a practice of gratitude is a way to bring you back to to something and in and kind of reset and realize like so say you're feeling down realizing that you're grateful for something might lift you up so i don't know yeah it's almost um i like that idea of kind of bringing you back to zero yeah one podcast i listen to calls it uh home base you know where you're not too um oh in overdrive and you're not too um just kind of lethargic because especially like say you leave a meeting where you got elevated let's say mm -hmm. or, or the the discussion was a little heated because big things are happening and big decisions are needing to be made and then you're going to another meeting where other people weren't they don't know where you're coming from like how do you reset and recalibrate right and and they're like you've you've done a lot of work yeah with that and helped me realize like oh how do i reset like how do i show up because it's it's really it's it's not only is it helping you but it's it's showing up for other people the way that they deserve you to show up and i think this practices are all intertwined there are some really quick things i know we're talking about gratitude but i use a lot of different techniques maybe if if i'm trying to keep myself calm and bring myself back to kind of a centered place and just for anybody who, because sometimes I can get a little anxious. People don't believe me when I say that. Right. That's because you're probably no standing believes- next to me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looks, everybody looks like a koala bear next to me. <laughs> like just like I'm chill. What I will say is I know that stress doesn't just exist at work. For a lot of people... Stress can happen in the holidays because you're interacting with people that you love or people that are part of your family that you may even feel like you just have to be with, you know, like, I mean, everybody has a different family situation Mm -hmm. and I'm not judging that. I'm just trying to witness the variety Mm -hmm. of situations that may be happening over the holidays. And so some of the things that I've been doing for work or if I'm going into a stressful social situation, it's not even just family, but a, even mm-hmm. like a friend's social situation yeah. potentially could be really helpful for folks. And so just a couple of things that I do. So maybe I'll share that. Yeah. So doing box breathing, if anyone's heard of box breathing, where you breathe in for so many seconds, you hold it and then you breathe out for so many seconds. So it's like breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds. Yeah. If you do three of those, you bring down the level of intensity you're feeling pretty quickly. Again, I think I've talked about the Calm app. I love the Calm app. There are, there are breathing exercises that maybe take one minute and it just it just has you breathe in, breathe out breathe in, you know, just really brings it down and tries to regulate your nervous system. The other thing that I've learned, and this is something that someone I've worked with in my executive leadership role has taught me is called PQ reps. I don't remember what PQ stands for, but there's a whole book and there's a whole website and things like that. Not sponsored. Again, not sponsored. (laughs) We can, maybe we'll find a link or something though. Yeah. Okay. But I just want to share the goods. Yeah. Right. The good things that I know. So PQ reps really help you trying to bring your focus back to a central point. So I think oftentimes when you're talking about meditation, we're talking about how do you train your brain that's always possibly moving and thinking about different things? 
How do you keep saying, you know what? I get that and I'll set that aside. It's there, but focus back in. So what PQ reps do is they use either a touch, sound, or sight to really tune into something that helps you be more present. So the one I really like to do, and you can do this in meetings, you can do this really wherever if you're stressed out, is taking your pinky finger and your thumb and rubbing them together in a very slow way so you can feel every single part of your fingerprint. Like the ridges. The ridges of your fingers. Rubbing against each other. Rubbing against each other and just breathing in and out. That, uh, especially because the one thing I like about PQ reps that I think is powerful is with meditation, oftentimes you need to step away, close your eyes, get in a position where you're upright and breathe. And it's, it's more noticeable, right? It doesn't have to be, right? but more often than not, if you're meditating, you are more removing yourself and setting up your environment. It's it's more visible to it's more visible to other people. Correct. Whereas that's probably not what you're looking for is right. drawing attention to yourself, right? Yeah. Because if you're in the meeting, like when I'm at a meeting with a whole bunch of different leaders and something is just like whew, like really overwhelming me, either from a frustration standpoint or from an anxiety standpoint, just doing a couple PQ reps to bring myself back to home base, bring myself back to zero. And you can do that like under the table, right? Yeah. You like can do it under I the table. I think you told me that you're like, it's so comforting that I can, I have a, something I can do that's not drawing attention. So I would, I would absolutely, if you're somebody that needs a tool of how to center yourself amongst other people, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think this could work at a family gathering or something too, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're stressed out or you're like, oh, I can't believe they're saying that again. Instead of focusing on that, being able to really bring yourself centered could be helpful. Yeah. The other thing, and maybe this is the last thing. Well, I, I have two, maybe more. Okay. Is that okay? Can I do two more? Sure. Okay. It's our show. It's our, <laughs> <laughs> so the um, next one is called tapping. And so this is what I learned as part of a group. And tapping is where, and you can look it up on YouTube or anything like that, but it's really taking your finger and tapping on the back of your arm, on your wrist. If you, um, I know a lot of people, I'm not cool enough like Keith to have tattoos like on my (laughs) arms. Like Keith, you could like, if I'm looking at your arm, you could be like, oh, I'm going to tap my my lighthouse there or the Northern Lights. I'm going to tap the Northern Lights. That's way up there. That would draw draw attention. There you go. That would draw attention. The point is you can like put your hand on you and just like gently tap. So you don't even, people don't even need to know that you're tapping. Right. But again, it's bringing your focus back to a central place. So you're able to take yourself out of the emotional moment and try and recenter yourself in real time. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think tapping is really interesting. And then the last one that I'm going to share, and this one's maybe more, if you've done the tapping, you've done the PQ and you're like, and you're just still like really um, elevated is maybe what I'll say, because we all get there, right? Where you are just on edge a little bit anxious. I know anxiety is real 
I know that's something that I've worked through, right? And continue to work with. You're processing everything at a high level, right? Right. That's exactly. Kind of how I get. Yeah. Everything, even though it may not seem loud to other people, feels loud to me. Right. It's like the way I interpret things sometimes. Yeah. So uh, the one thing um, that I've learned is that you can just put your hand on your heart and take a deep breath in mm -hmm. and a deep breath out. It seems silly, maybe. And then just say, I am safe. I am safe. And I found that really grounds me, especially when I'm in high, um, when I have high levels of cortisol going. Mm. Um, or if I'm walking into a meeting that I have to speak to a couple hundred people, or I'm walking into a meeting where I know that I'm going to have to take a different viewpoint and have to disagree with someone and say it in a way that isn't rude, but clear. And so I often, I, I will do that. I mean, you can do it in a bathroom stall, a car, your office, um, any of those things. That's, that's really interesting, uh, that the hand on the heart, because I, um, somebody, somebody commented to me that they, they've seen me do that on Zoom calls. Really? And I, I do it when somebody says something that resonates with me. And it's, it's usually mm -hmm. like, a, a, like me acknowledging like, oh, that really touched me. Feel that. And I don't realize I do it, uh, until somebody noticed it and, and said something about it. And, and I do it more often than I think. And I've noticed I do it like at concerts when I'm really feeling. Yeah, you do. Um, I, I noticed that you did at the LP show. So I, I like, like, I, I realize I do it, but I don't. And it, it's like, yeah. it's like, I, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just like, and so it's, there's an interesting connection there where uh, I think I can maybe tap into that. If I'm feeling stressed or anxious, I can tap into that, that physical, what do they call it? Like somatic. I've, yeah, I've heard that. I've, right. I'm hearing that yeah. a lot. Um, it's just a way of like getting more in tune and in touch with uh, like a, a grounding of yourself. Right. And, and so it's, it's really interesting that you brought that up because, and I, I really didn't notice I, I did it so much as somebody noticed it and they, but it was a signal to them that I was present and that I was acknowledging. It's just, I don't always do it with words, but anyway. Yeah. No, but I, I think the one thing that that does is it connects your body with your mind because you're thinking, right? Yeah. But then I also think it's like body, mind, and soul. Yeah. Right. It's like an acknowledgement. It's how do you align right? them all? Yeah. You're like acknowledging mm -hmm. like all that's happening. And yeah. Yeah. So when we started, mm -hmm. I thought we were going to talk about gratitude journaling. Yeah. But I feel like what we talked about was more powerful and maybe helpful. I hope so. But I do think that gratitude is really important. Oh, yeah. I will say I struggle writing about it. Mm -hmm. I want to do better yeah. at, at gratitude. Yeah. I want to get an A plus in gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> so it does sound like I want a gratitude better. <laughs> I want a gratitude better. No. But the thing is, I feel like so much of my gratitude is stuck in my head yeah. that I want to be more present. And it, it does remind me because we're moving into Thanksgiving week, yeah. right? 
And there's part of me that I think I'm realizing in our conversation, and I, I know we haven't talked super deep about gratitude, but I think that I'm overthinking it. Yeah. And when I was working through our gratitude camp, or uh, not gratitude, it was a journal camp, but we talked about gratitude journaling. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about being honest with what we are thankful for, uh, not faking it. right? Like not having fake gratitude, which seems silly, but um, I can see how that transpires because it's, you know, everyone, everyone's trying to have the gratitude somewhat they think they should like hashtag blessed. Right. Yeah. I do think I'm hashtag blessed. I think a lot of people do, Mm -hmm. but I also think there's a lot of like keeping up with the Joneses with some of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Like some of it's a little performative. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Right? And then you don't feel like you are enough either. Yep. Because you don't have the gratitude and the blessings other people have, but you do. Yeah, comparison comes in, right? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, it's you're supposed to be thinking of how, how are you thankful, how are you grateful, and then comparison kind of comes in, right? So. Yeah. Or it can, it can come in. It can. Yeah. And so I feel like as we've been talking, the thing I've been thinking about is wouldn't it be beautiful if you were able to, or you just simply journaled, included gratitude in that, you didn't pressure yourself to make it be something that you thought it ought to be, Mm -hmm. that you made it something simple and pure, like the turkey hand, right? And that you made space for it to be uniquely you, right? Yeah. Something free of pretenses, free of comparison, something that truly was acknowledged to help feed your soul and at the end of the day helped reduce your stress too. Yeah. I helps remind you of what's really important, right? Yeah. I, I mean I think that is one of the best things you can do to help reduce that stress or bring yourself back to like an even zero point of realizing you know whatever may be stressing me out you know that's that but this is what i'm truly grateful for and a good way to return to zero yeah or to help you return to zero so maybe a challenge for the the group right and maybe some of you are really great at expressing gratitude or gratitude journaling but the one thing i'm committed to is trying to identify four simple things that I'm grateful for. There you go. Four things that would fit on like a hand-run turkey. (laughs) I like like that. So, I mean, if you're compelled to share, leave something in the comments. And if not, that's okay. You can keep it to yourself and keep it for you because it doesn't have to be for the world to witness. Um, It's still really powerful if you create for just you. Yeah, do it for yourself. It means a lot and it's... And it's vulnerable and generous to share that gratitude with another. And it would make a huge difference for the person that you reach out to. So if that feels safe for you, go ahead and do it. All right, Keith. So typically we talk about a recommendation or something that we have been consuming, something we've read, listened to, or just generally been engaging with. And so do you have anything that you'd like to share? Yeah. So this is going to drop on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we were talking a little bit about gratitude 
And what, what it is for us is giving thanks, right. For the things that we have. And so that's what I'm thinking about. And an extension of that is I'm just thinking about showing up and not having it have to be so heavy and it doesn't have to be perfect. It's another day that we can hopefully just emphasize giving thanks for the things we have or being generous with others. And as much as we are with others as with ourselves, maybe just kind of rolling with it and what will be, will be and do what you have to do to get through. And whether that's having some music on as you're preparing a meal or listening to your favorite song on your way to where you're going, do whatever you have to do to take care of yourself so that you can show up for some other people too, hopefully, if that's uh, what you'll be doing. What about you, Laura? What What do you got? Gosh, I don't know if I can beat that. I nah, love that. I'm, I'm too heady. I'm just, I'm, I'm just. It's not heady. It's <laughs> sentimental. It's amazing. I'm saying it for myself. I'm not trying to prescribe anything. I'm saying like, these are the things that I need to remember that I can focus on making the day special for me and for those that I care about. And I don't need to think about what it has to be. It's going to be what it's going to be. And that's enough. So give us some good tangible things. I will will say though, I, when you're saying make the day, what it'll be, we're going to go to my parents for Thanksgiving and we're doing a talent show. I'm really excited to see what your talent's going to be. Oh, you're, it's going to be, this is how quiet Keith can be for five minutes straight. <laughs> you know what's funny? Child two, do you want to know what? He had three talents. Oh, jeez. Was, yeah, listing them off. He goes, one, this, two, this. His third one, he goes, three, procrastination. Nice. And then he sat there in silence. He's like, <laughs> right. Oh, I think he's a comedian. It's genetic. No. It is. <laughs> but three was procrastination was his third talent. So, all right. So I do have a couple tangible things. Now, uh, the first one is I'm reading a book called The Afterlife of Billy Fingers, How My Bad Boy Brother Proved to Me There's Life After Death by Annie Kagan. And so this was recommended by our friend Karen. Shout out to Karen. Thank you so much for recommending this. Yeah. It's a really, I love how it's written. I'm only just starting it. I'm a few chapters in. But it is, it's really interesting. I'm really, really liking it. So that's a really great recommendation, I think. And the other thing I want to recommend, so we talked about stress today. And we talked about how to breathe and sleep stories and gratitude. (laughs) All really important. But... One thing I was going to say as part of my little spiel, finding that way, I went to music right away. But then I was thinking... I see what you're going to say now. And part of my brain was thinking like, even if I could sneak away, if I could sneak away and just do some Lego for a little while. <laughs> I'll bring you like, yeah, like a Lego just, blanket. Just, just because something. like there's so much, there not so much, there seems to be some stress about making it the perfect holiday, right? Sometimes. Sure. And I'm just like, it, just make whatever we're going to make and let's just be together. So anyway. I, I just saw what you were you were about to talk about, and I'm like, okay, so I wasn't that far off. So go ahead. So, okay. So we talked about a lot of ways to, um, if it's manage stress or find some joy when you're, you have a lot on your plate. And so one thing I do is, I don't think it's a surprise here, but is I love to puzzle. 
And I've been finding a lot of people that I know love to puzzle too. Mm. Just so you're aware. Did you know that there are puzzle competitions where you put a team together, you have a puzzle, everybody has the same puzzle in the middle of the table, it's covered in like wrapping paper or something. You tear it out and you see who can build it the fastest. Didn't I show you a video of that like a year and a half ago? Maybe, but I didn't know it until somebody else told me. Oh, of course. Right. Because we're, mar- we're married. That's how it goes. Um, doesn't mean, it, doesn't I, mean anything in, until one of your oh, friends I says know, it. <laughs> but I have been thinking about my puzzle dream team. Sorry, this is a complete aside. Yes. I think my puzzle dream team is me, obviously. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not humble at all. Such a big head. I know. I'm a really good puzzler. Yeah, you are. Probably your mom, mm-hmm. right? She would definitely organize pieces. She would, and I'd get them in. Yep. I think Aaron. Yeah. Aaron would rock it. Yep. And probably my sister. Okay. Yeah. Sister or my mom. Probably my sister. Yeah. Yeah. She just sent you a picture of a puzzle, right? She did. She yep. knocked out a thousand pieces in a day. Like, Oof. go, Jenny, go. Okay. Back to the recommendation, or at least something that I am looking forward to doing. So I've been doing about a puzzle or two a week just because they're, like I said, it's been a little heavy at work. So I just finished a puzzle called Mammals with Mohawks, which is by Mud Puppy. Super fun. Lots of fun colors. Love the puzzle. And the thing that if you haven't discovered this, if you like to puzzle, the puzzles that are done by Puzzle Twist are amazing. So if you haven't discovered Puzzle Twist yet, what it is, is it's a company, it's out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, just across the river from where we are. And they do puzzles that on the box, it's one picture, but then they mix it up when you actually build it. So um, for those of you who like to follow the picture or the poster with a puzzle, this is not your jam. (laughs) For those of you that are willing to go a little bit... um, Take take a what is it a walk on the wild side a puzzling is that even a can that even be considered a thing? <laughs> You're snorting. That sounds that sounds like a that sounds like a, a different podcast that you can start the wild side of puzzling. Honestly, though, I, I yeah, I probably would. I love puzzles so much. Okay. Okay. So I got the puzzle down at the Fox Den is what it's called in River Falls. So I'm just gonna shout that out because fantastic store they have hundreds of puzzles uh the puzzle that i got was is called winter gnomes it's puzzle twist puzzle and so the picture that's on the box is not going to be the puzzle that i actually build um perhaps i can take a picture of the box and a picture of what i end up with once i open it Um, but i'm really excited to dig into this i'm thinking over thanksgiving this is the puzzle for me I'm excited. I have um, a lot of ones that are Wisconsin, Minnesota, ones that say you betcha, um, have like Viking things on them. But I got a gnome one and I have a couple more upstairs that I'm pretty excited to get to. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I really geeked out about puzzles. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Should we wrap it up? I think so. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye.